This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Hospital standoff. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! What they found after bursting into the hospital room will shock you. There's an active shooter on the 11th floor. It's a little old lady. And run for your lives. They're jumping into a ditch. But are they making the right move by fleeing their van? Plus, shall we dance? Determined to keep dancing in the wake of the ballroom dance massacre and police under fire. Why did it take police five hours to warn the public that the shooter was still on the loose? Then, dog shoots man. Yup, it really happened. Shot to death by a dog. How do you process losing somebody in circumstances this bizarre? Plus, the toddler witness, the Microsoft executive, assassinated. Her father was shot and killed in front of her. Was the assassin a hired hitman? And the hit HBO series, The Last of Us. Is there a fungus among us that can turn us all into zombies? Plus, the great debate. Fridge versus pantry. What should you really keep in your fridge? Do all these things need to stay? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A tense standoff in a hospital ward ended when cops subdued and arrested a 76-year-old woman accused of murdering her ailing husband. As Amber Cagliano reports, authorities believe the couple had a murder-suicide pact, but that the woman got cold feet after shooting her husband. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Tell me what's going on. Police pour into a hospital after reports of gunshots inside an 11th floor room. I work at the Advent Hospital, and there's an active shooter on the 11th floor. I got a good angle right here. It's the start of a four-hour standoff. And it only came to an end when cops used a flashbang device and opened fire with a beanbag rifle. What they found inside was a shock. This elderly woman, 76-year-old Ellen Gilland, and lying in bed was her husband, Jerry. Police say she had just shot her terminally ill 77-year-old husband in the head, killing him instantly. Police say the couple had reached a suicide pact 
the wife agreed to shoot her husband when his health took a turn for the worse, and then she would turn the gun on herself. She thought about it. So initially, I think the plan was a murder-suicide, so she killed him, and then she was going to turn the gun on herself but decided she couldn't go through with it. Ellen Gilland was wheeled out of the hospital and taken into custody in a wheelchair. We used the distractionary device uh, to get her to put that gun down long enough for us to hit her with uh, less lethal and get her into custody. Ellen Gilland slowly shuffled into court the unlikeliest of murder suspects. You have been charged with one count of premeditated first degree murder. Even police are sympathetic to her plight. She was already in a depressed state just based on her husband being terminally ill and knowing that the end was near. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! A judge ordered Ellen Gillen held without bail. She's not yet entered a plea. The cleanup is on after as many as a dozen tornadoes tore across Texas, part of a massive weather system wreaking havoc as it crosses the country. In Houston, the Weather Service declared a tornado emergency. That's the most dire type of warning, with fast-moving storms forcing people to run for their lives. Sheer tornado terror. They're running for their lives. As intense wind and rain whip around them, they don't know whether to stay or seek shelter outside their RV. They decide it's too dangerous inside their vehicle. The woman takes their two dogs and runs right into the tornado, ending up in a watery ditch. So, was it a good idea to leave their vehicle, or should they have stayed? That's the question we asked. Cars don't do very well in tornadoes. They're like toys. They're tossed around and crushed and crumbled. As a last resort, if you can find a ditch, that's going to be a good option. I think in this situation, they probably made the right choice. Allie Chapman posted this video today, sharing an update after last night's harrowing ordeal in Orange, Texas. As you can see, we're safe, we're standing, we're good. Do you think you made the right decision? I think we made the right decision. In that instance, we could see it coming directly towards us. It was just a huge roar all around us, and there was debris flying everywhere. The ditch was deep enough, so we didn't have to worry about getting hit by debris when we were in the ditch. She drove through the RV park to show the aftermath. Oh my gosh. One thing's for sure, they're lucky to be alive. That they are. They were a place for socialization and exercise. But after last weekend's deadly shooting at that California dance hall, how hard will it be to return to the ballroom? Jim Murray reports some patrons are taking it step by step. Life goes on, and so does dancing. With the thought of the victims of the California Ballroom Massacre weighing heavily in their hearts, these seniors at the Imperial Ballroom in New York's Chinatown vow that the tragic mass shooting will not stop them from doing what they love. I was nervous. Owner Irene Eng says at first she was nervous that people wouldn't show up, but then says she found her studio packed with dancers. I think we should continue to dance because we can't let evil win. Across the country, in Los Angeles, at the Star Dance Studio, where 11 people were shot to death, photographs of the victims are being placed at a growing memorial. Today there are new questions. Why did it take police five hours to warn the public that the shooter was still on the loose? 
The 72-year-old killer, Hu Can Tran, opened fire at around 10.20 p.m. New surveillance footage shows the killer 17 minutes later at 10.37 p.m. after he entered a second dance studio, Lele Ballroom, where hero Brandon Say was able to wrestle the gun away from him. The stunning video ends with the shooter disarmed and walking out of the studio, destination unknown. But it wasn't until five hours after the mass shooting at 3.30 a.m. that officers alert the public that the shooter was still on the loose. L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna was asked why it took so long. The priority was to get this person into custody. Uh, so we were very strategic in the way we were putting out information. Ultimately, it worked. We will go back and look at, as we always do, about what worked and specifically what didn't work. Security consultant Brian Higgins. I don't know how you could be strategic by not letting the public know that there is a danger. There's a threat out there who they had not apprehended, who was armed, and you can assume that this person is very dangerous. The first public alert that a shooter was at large came from a media outlet that was monitoring police radio chatter. It sounded like one of those goofy headlines. It couldn't possibly be real, but it was. Les Trent on the tragic freak accident in which a man was killed when a dog stepped on a loaded rifle. Dog bites man. You see headlines like that all the time. But dog shoots man? That's a rare one, but cops say it happened to this guy, 30-year-old Joseph Smith. Smith was in the passenger seat of his buddy's pickup truck. In the back, hunting gear and a rifle and a dog. According to the police, a canine belonging to the owner of the pickup stepped on the rifle, causing the weapon to discharge. Smith was fatally shot in the back. It's not known who owned the gun. His friend is absolutely beside himself. Chris Brown is Smith's boss at a plumbing business in Wichita, Kansas. He says this photo shows Smith with his own beloved dog, Ruger. How do you process losing somebody that close to you in circumstances this bizarre? So bizarre. I don't quite understand why we would ever lose Joe in such a strange way. Smith's family is outraged that the circumstances of his death are leading to some insensitive commentary on social media. Did the dog have a hunting license also, goes one snarky remark. And this, I believe the dog had been planning this for some time. To any of those people, I would say shame on you. A GoFundMe account has been set up for the dead man's family. We've got details on that over at InsideEdition.com. An arrest in the murder of a Microsoft executive who was gunned down as his toddler watched from the car. A convicted felon, possibly a hired hitman, has been charged. The cops say they are certain he didn't act alone. An arrest in the murder of a Microsoft executive who was assassinated in front of his two-year-old daughter. Police say this is the killer, 61-year-old Henry Tennant. He's charged with gunning down father of four Jared Bridegan last February. Was he a hired hitman? Authorities say there will be more arrests. We know... Henry Tennant did not act alone. The slain man's widow, Kirsten Bridegan, wept as police announced the breakthrough. Court documents called Tennant a habitual offender. Tennant reportedly rented his home from this man, who is currently married to Bridegan's ex-wife, Shanna Gardner Fernandez. She denies any involvement. 
33-year-old Jared Bridegan was shot dead in an ambush near his ex-wife's home in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. He was driving home with his two-year-old daughter Bexley from his new marriage when cops say he stopped to remove a tire from the middle of the road. Now, police believe that tire had been deliberately placed there to lure him from his vehicle and make him an easy target. This was a planned and targeted ambush and murder. The sound of gunfire was caught on a ring camera at a nearby house. Little Bexley, the only eyewitness, was traumatized. Her mother spoke to Inside Edition last year. She remembers the sound of the gunshots. She often refers to them as the boom, 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 boom. She remembers her dad being on the ground. This heartbreaking nanny cam video shows Bexley reliving the trauma with her mom. Shanna Gardner-Fernandez reportedly moved from Florida to Washington State after the murder. The suspect is due in court tomorrow. The state attorney has sealed his arrest warrant for the next 30 days. And in the wake of Pamela Anderson's claim that she was flashed by home improvement star Tim Allen, another star from the show is speaking up. And Patricia Richardson says contrary to what is circulating online, he didn't expose himself to her. Pam Anderson's claim that actor Tim Allen once flashed her is getting renewed attention with this resurfaced clip that's going viral today. The clip is from the TV sitcom Home Improvement's blooper reel. It shows Allen flashing his TV wife, Patricia Richardson. You look real sexy. I do? Yeah. You got the legs for this. Yeah? Hangs long. I just wish it was shorter. <laughs> Now, Richardson is coming to Tim Allen's defense. People ask me what was under his kilt when he flashed me. He was well-dressed under there. In her Instagram post, Richardson goes on to say he was wearing boxer shorts and it was fun. Richardson wrote the post after Pamela Anderson claimed in her new book, Love Pamela, that Allen flashed her backstage during her first day on the job at Home Improvement in 1991, when she was hired to be the show's sexy tool-time girl. He opened his robe and flashed flashed me quickly, completely naked underneath. He said it was only fair because he had seen me naked. Now we're even. I laughed uncomfortably. Alan insists it never happened. And now his TV wife is saying of Pamela Anderson's claims, I doubt this story greatly. Anderson's book goes on sale next Tuesday. Next, the hit HBO series, The Last of Us. Can it really happen? Is there a fungus among us that can turn us all into zombies? Plus, the great debate. Fridge versus pantry. What should you really keep in your fridge? Do all these things need to stay? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. 
And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Next, Inside Edition. The cookies are done. The return of the traditional housewife phenomenon. Traditional wife, that's me. Watch the next Inside Edition. The Last of Us is a huge hit on HBO. It's the story of post-apocalypse survivors of a plague trying to find the cure for a fungus that has nearly decimated the human race. Could it really happen? We spoke with the scientists to find out. In HBO's new hit series, The Last of Us, a deadly fungus sweeps the planet, turning humans into killer zombies. It's a zombie apocalypse, more terrifying than we've ever seen before, even The Walking Dead, because The Last of Us is inspired by real science. The fungus that turns humans into zombies actually exists. This sounds totally freaky. Is this a real thing? Well... And in the insect world, it certainly is. Matt Casson is an associate professor of mycology, the study of fungi. Ants have a, a fungus that does this. Um, the cicadas have a fungus that does this. The fungus invades the brains of the insects and, yep, turns them into zombies. It's a puppet master that's pulling the strings of its insect host. That mirrors the opening scene of The Last of Us. Fungus starts to direct the ant's behavior, telling it where to go, what to do, like a puppeteer with a marionette. In this National Geographic video, you can see the fungus growing out of an infected ant's head. You're telling me this is really happening? Yeah, and it's it's happening right below our feet, and it's been happening in, in, you know along our hiking paths and you know, in our gardens for a long time. In The Last of Us, the fungus makes the leap from insects to humans because of climate change. And turns out that's not so far-fetched. In a wetter, warmer world, uh, we're seeing higher incidence of fungal infections. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worried should we be about this happening to us? A 2 or a (laughs) 1. Thankfully, very slight, but still... Well, he didn't say zero, did he? Episode three of The Last of Us will air on Sunday. When we come back, what might not need to be in your refrigerator. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If you're like most people, your refrigerator is probably pretty full, but maybe everything in there doesn't need to be. Here's Victoria Ricano. So let's take a look at what we've got in my refrigerator that doesn't need to be there. Donnie Yu from Premier Food Safety says there's a lot of food in your fridge that doesn't need to be there. First thing I noticed is on the very top, you have your honeydew. Uh, you can go ahead and take that out. It's Melons have a hard exterior, which makes them perfect for the pantry. Ketchup. Uh, yes, you want to go ahead and refrigerate the ketchup. You got that the right spot. Jelly needs to stay in the fridge. But what about peanut butter? Uh, peanut butter, uh, you can do without refrigeration. So we can keep this out. That's right. I tend to refrigerate everything. Mm -hmm. So I keep onions, tomatoes, mm -hmm. eggs. Oh, do all it. these things need to stay? Uh, oh, you do they all need to stay into the refrigerator? Uh, actually, yeah. So the eggs, you got that right. Uh, the onions, we can go ahead and take these out. Okay. Uh, these should be stored in your uh, dry pantry. Okay. You'll also want to keep potatoes in the pantry, too. What else? Uh, you got the hot sauce. This does not need refrigeration. If you look at the ingredients, it has a high vinegar, high salt content. So these are shelf stable. Here's an interesting one. Some milk doesn't need to be kept in the fridge. This is uh, milk, it's UP, which is ultra pasteurized. These are shelf stable, so they can be left out. No refrigeration. No refrigeration. And coffee shouldn't be refrigerated either. It will absorb any smells you have in the fridge. Are there ways to fight wrinkles that don't cost a fortune? We have tips from a dermatologist. What are your tips for fighting wrinkles? Well, wrinkles are the number one beauty concern. One anti-aging option is to use an injectable like Botox. But the drawback is that injectables involve needles, they're costly, and can take a week to see results. So what's an alternative? Look for a topical treatment that uses wrinkle-fighting ingredients. I'm talking about retinol and hyaluronic acid. Retinol stimulates collagen and increases cell turnover to diminish fine lines and wrinkles. Hyaluronic acid pulls in moisture and reduces the appearance of wrinkles by plumping up the skin. We teamed up with Rock Skincare and its dermatologist, Dr. Anna Guanche, for more anti-aging tips. My go-to product for an at-home non-invasive wrinkle treatment is Rock's new Derm Correction Fill and Treat Serum. This product contains retinol and hyaluronic acid, and it works. Rock had a clinical study conducted on 31 women, and the results showed that 97% of the participants had lines visibly filled almost instantly and reduced deep wrinkles in four weeks. You can buy it at Walmart now for less than $30. When we come back, boy versus goat. Finally today, butting heads. Who will emerge victorious, boy or goat? The kid from Montana wears a helmet for a game of headbutt with his miniature pet goat, Billy. Let's call it a draw. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. See you soon.
If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.